Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome everybody to today's podcast. This is Dean Hawk. And I'm Mike. And uh, we're glad to have you guys joining with us today. Hope you're having a great day. It's a beautiful weather out here. I don't know much. It's good in Colorado, man. It's good. Rough winter out here. It's been in the 60s and 70s. Jeez. So today we're going to talk about courage in decision making. Um, All pastors face it. All people face it, really. But pastors face it a little bit different than most people. So... Well, I think, I think what makes it unique for us, if you're a leader in a church in any way, shape, or form, we're in the people business. And when you're in the people business, every decision is watched, monitored, critiqued, and armchair quarterbacked by <laughs> 10 to hundreds to thousands of people. And, and I think that's where that intimidation comes uh, that we face of that fear of rejection, um, Nobody wants to fail, and so that feel of failure, and I, I think it's amplified because if I make a bad call, it's if I'm a manager in an, an insurance office, six people go, ha, you <laughs> suck, that was a bad call. Yeah. If you make a bad call in a church setting, you might have 500 people going, why did you do that, Pastor? Why did you make that choice and that decision? Or, or if you're leading your department or area of ministry, it, well, it affects all of you. Well, like business or businesses have like investors, but they don't True. see them all the time. Yeah. Your investors are sitting in the seat every Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> they they come for a uh, investors update every, exactly. every what week. What are we doing and what are we going? Uh, and here's here's what I want to talk about: is courage in decision making and. And really, it's beating that fear. Uh, I'll never forget, back in 2000, I was moving from a full-time youth pastor position, teaching in Bible college, and I sensed God is leading us here to Colorado Springs. I go and talk to my pastor. I'm leaving. He says, what are you going to do? And I go, I don't know. (laughs) He goes, how are you going to make a living? I go, "Uh, I don't know. I'm not a roadie person, but I guess I'm going to, you know, go preach for food. And, and so I thought I was living by faith, uh, but when you get a paycheck every week, that's not faith. Um, that's a fact. But when you move and, you know, we were launching Dean Hawk Ministries and I'm going to write curriculum and do all of that. And no guaranteed paycheck. Uh, and, and no guaranteed paycheck. That was a, I'll just say there was a lot of fear that, that hit me in that decision, but it was, uh, uh, it was challenging. And so we have to ask ourselves, why am I not wanting to pull the trigger on this decision? Uh, why am I hesitant maybe to let this person go on my staff? Uh, I, I know for me that, you know, once again, a small office, I, yep. I let someone go and six people are affected. In a, in a church setting, you release somebody from their position <laughs> and, man, you've got your lovers and haters and screamers and cheerleaders and you know, people's opinions all over the map. And so I want to help you guys kind of navigate uh, that decision-making process. And, and uh, this is really, I would say it's transformed in the last probably eight to 10 years, uh, becoming a, a lead pastor, a senior leader. I, had, I kind of had to up my game in decision-making. <laughs> and uh, I honestly was petrified when we started the church, so to speak. But uh, these two these two passages in the book of 1 Samuel. It says in 1 Samuel 15, verse 24, Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I have violated 
the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the men, and so I gave in to them. And it's, and it's like wow. we all face that as leaders. Oh, yeah. We all face that uh, um, influencers and people who want to give money maybe to the church, and they want, if with my money comes my influence, and will you do what I want or make yep. this a priority in the church? And or, if you don't, and if you don't, they're going to hold back. And, and so you have to make decisions on, uh, you have to determine how you're going to make decisions. Yeah. And, and uh, Saul, Saul goes on and he says, now, now I beg, whoops, I scrolled it. He <laughs> said, now I beg you, forgive my sin and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. And then these are, these are aching words, and I realize this is Old Covenant, Old Testament, but Samuel said to him, I'll not go back with you. You have rejected the word of the Lord, wow. and the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. That's a little scary. <laughs> uh, that's a game changer right there. Yeah. And, and so it comes to that place where we, you know, would I, would I rather please men or am I out to please God? And, and so we all wrestle with that. But then the game changer for me is, you know, I had read 1 Samuel 17, David and Goliath, yeah, yeah. yawn, 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 yawn. Had read it a zillion times, but these words never jumped off the page. And 1 Samuel 17, 48 it says, as the Philistine, referring to Goliath, moved to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. That's pretty awesome. I was reading that one day, and it was like it came off on a living, moving color screen, and I went, <laughs> the dude ran. He just didn't like sheepishly approach, and I've got a few rocks in my bag. I'm going to stand back and see if I can hit him? Yeah, I, I'm going to see if, if I can get my slingshot to go from here. Past the armor bearer, and then hit him. Yeah, uh, and so so this showed to me that there was, there was something in David, uh, there was a confidence in David that absolutely set him apart because the entire army of Israel was shut down. They were frozen, yep. and, and if I could explain if I could put it this way, I see a lot of church leaders and pastors that are frozen. They're not moving forward. They can't, they're, not, they're not going backwards, but they're frozen in their tracks. And I'm going to, I think a lot of it is fear, fear to let go of this building and go find another one. Yeah. Fear to let go of this staff member. Fear to um, uh, begin a ministry that's in their heart that maybe isn't real popular or... Yeah. Uh, and they I, know it down here. Yeah, they're just scared to they say know it in their heart, and yeah. and so following it out. Um, and so, so you know, Nike Nike said this statement. They said, uh, uh, you know, we had the shirts forever for the last couple of decades. No fear, no fear, and everyone's like, yeah, no fear. Here's the problem. That's not a true statement <laughs> because because we have guys in special forces here in our church. Oh, yeah. We have a huge. A military base here in town and guys in special forces have always asked him when you're jumping out of the plane at 40,000 feet with oxygen yeah. to go in on a secret mission are you afraid yeah. and they're like well heck yeah and I go well how do you do that yeah. and they're like I I I'm afraid Mark Twain put it this way he said courage is resistance to fear yeah. mastery of fear, not absence of fear. So it's what you do when that fear comes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's what priority do you give that fear? Exactly. Um, and so uh, another way it was put is courage is not the lack of fear. It's, I think, one of, one of our 
special forces guys put it this way. It's <clears throat> it's acting in spite yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and jump out of this plane, and I can't see where I'm going to land, and I don't know what I'm going to face <laughs> on the mission. Um, and, and so it, as leaders, we feel like we're jumping out of that plane at 35,000 feet on oxygen. And have but, no idea where you're going to land. Yeah, because we don't know uh, how that's all going to, to turn out. Uh, Ambrose Redmond said, Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important than fear. I like that. I mean, that's the scale thing. It's kind of like going, is it worth it to stop in this fear right. or do what God told me to do? Like, yeah. man. And so I, I, every every major move that uh, our church is coming up on 13 years, I look back at every major move and it was faced with fear, yeah. opposition, and and it actually cost us something. Um, but I remember we were in a school for a year, and I said, uh, I said we're going to get a, we're going to move in, we're going to lease a building, found the building. And now here's here's one example. Uh, the, the realtor said they're asking seven dollars a square foot, and maybe maybe you could get them as low <laughs> as five. I don't know. And fear fear would be well, I don't want to offend them. I don't want to offer them lower yeah. and my wife is really good at this she's not afraid to ask anybody no. anything she's trying to find coupons that, yeah for coupons real yeah and so uh, I just knew what I could do and I went and I offered and I said I I'll offer you guys an adjustable rent but we need to start at three dollars a square foot they countered at 350 a square foot <laughs> If I hadn't asked, so what if you said two fifty? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Don't don't go that way. But but if I had said four, they probably would have went. Oh, this. Yeah, we could we could or work. Or four fifty. Probably what they would have said. And and I then I feel like I would have misused God's money. Yeah. And then our church is growing, and and we we're having one service, and I know in my heart it's time to go to two. We got to go to two services, and and uh, and so I met with uh, I met with a a, a board member. And you know how you can tell church leaders when you, you feel like somebody's disconnected with you? And I could just sense it, I could sense it, I could sense We go to dinner, and he looks me in the eye, and he says, I'm with you, I'm behind you, I've got your back. And I went, okay, maybe I was missing it. And, uh, and, and I think he was trying to see where I was at on the two-service thing. Yeah. And I said, you know, in that conversation somewhere, I said, we're going to two services. And two weeks later, I get an email, and he resigns from the board, and he's leaving the church. Oh, wait, an email? Wow. That's... In an email. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's when we were just a babe and starting to move our legs. Yeah. And so, yes, I think I think what we hope as leaders is that we'll make a decision, and 100% of the crowd yeah. will go, we're behind you, Pastor. But we all know there's always going to be 20% of the people that are against you all the time. So we've got to just quit the people-pleasing and, and well, do what we hear in our heart. The, the Bible pretty much puts a pattern out there that if everyone agrees with you, you're probably not doing God's will. True. Like, that's very true. That's just what it is. It's very true. And then, it's easy. And then I remember uh, our church was a couple of years old, and uh, you could feel that itch. We need a building. We need a building. We need a building. And we were in a rental space, and God spoke very clear to my heart. Instead of raising money for a building, I want you to raise the first million to invest back into the people needs of Colorado Springs. And so Dare to Care was birthed in mm. our church. It was, it was real interesting to me that friends in the church, leadership in the church said God told us to leave. <laughs> Even the, though God's telling you to do and this. And God is telling me to do this. And, and, but that's, that's a fallout 
But I will tell you that it's transformed the DNA of our church the last eight, nine years as to who we are as a church is we're known as an outreach church. And did it, did it make you question if you made the right decision? Oh, it always, you always, you Because know. most people go, oh, I shouldn't be questioning anything. But in reality, we do. We all like, do. But, come on but now. when we're on camera and we're yeah. on audio, we're like, oh, I, I <laughs> I'll knew, call you out on it. But I, you know, hey. I knew what God was saying. Yeah, your elder, once you get an email, you're like, oh, did I miss it? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then God speaks to your heart again. I remember this one in 2011 because I was on staff then is when you announced to the church that we're moving to a permanent location and we're in a temporary location at Mr. Biggs. Set up and tear down. And like you knew it. I knew it. We, we, we kind of felt it. We talked about it a lot. We were looking at so many locations and nothing was working out. November? It was, comes it was nothing. November. And I'm saying... Our lease is up December 31st. We're moving into a permanent home and a, we're being planted. And there was not even an option to renew because you already told them you're not going to. Yeah. So, so December? Yeah. It was. We signed a contract December 15th. 15th. <laughs> uh, and we moved in January 1st. Uh, two weeks later, we moved in. I mean, I remember looking at my wife and going, okay, we've been on staff about a year and a half. <laughs> um, I mean, I still have boxes in my garage from still moving, I guess. This doesn't work out. We can pack it up. We're going to pack back out. We're out of here. Mary Mary Manon Morrissey said this. She said, you block your dream when you allow your fear to grow bigger than your faith. Oh, I like that. You block your dream when you allow your fear to grow bigger than your faith. And so when that moment you're talking about, it's when you know in your heart what, what God has spoken to you. And, and you, you hear yourself saying it out of the faith that's in your heart. But I don't know that the little demon on the shoulder ever, ever went away. Um, and, and then here's an interesting one. Uh, back in uh, uh, almost a year ago, uh, as I was praying about the goals and vision for 2016, um, I was writing them down. It was Vision Sunday. <laughs> and, and man, I knew in my heart the Lord said, write down a goal this year is to pay off the building, pay off the mortgage right at $3 million. And I thought, Lord, you know, how about we reduce debt? We're going to put it in print. <laughs> how about we reduce debt? I, I'm just apprehensive to, to say that. But I knew in my heart what God had said to, to speak forth. And so here's, here's what I look at. If I had listened to fear, I wouldn't have said it. But because I said it, here's what transpired. About two months after that Vision Sunday, a couple wanted to meet with me. And and I was like, what do they what do they want to meet for? Oh, they're leaving. They just yeah, an email. you know, you know, pastors, when you get that, we'd like to meet with you, <laughs> and they, you know, they want to tell you that they're leaving the church. And so I had no idea. So we sit through this entire dinner. We're just kind of connecting, fellowshipping, and and hanging out. And then they the dinner they clear the dinner plates at the restaurant, and then they go, okay, now we want to talk to you about why we're here. <laughs> and I'm like. And I, I, oh, I want mean, dessert. Fear. <laughs> fear is like, oh, gosh, here it comes. Yep. Oh, my gosh, what's, what are they going to say? What don't they like? What do they want me to change? Yep. And then they said this. They said, Pastor, do you remember when you said on Vision Sunday, it was in your heart to pay off the building this year? Well, God began to deal with us individually. And then we connected and realized God was sharing the same thing with us. We want to meet with you because we feel like God has placed it within our heart that we are believing that we are going to be the ones to pay off the mortgage. 
my jaw. I, I, I had to be drooling and, and my jaw dropped because I that wasn't what I was expecting. And and these aren't somebody that's like, you know, they have they have the God potential. Told me I'm $10 yeah, yeah. They have the potential in business. It's not, you know, they're they're scratching cards hoping that they're gonna win. Um, we're we're just about out of time, but I just want to hit this last section um, that hits us as as any leader. And that is the letting go, firing, releasing employees, yeah. especially when they're a highly visible uh, person. Those are always difficult choices to make. And I, I'm going to be blunt with you guys that are watching and listening. Um, and you'll know it when it's you. But as I was praying about this podcast, I had some other things I was wanting to talk about. And mm-hmm. I really felt impressed to talk about this. And and I'm just going to tell you guys, and it's not for everybody, but but there are there are some of you that you have people on your staff that you know it's it's going against the grain, it's causing conflict, it's causing turmoil, and you know you've got to make that hard call and you've been putting it off. And I just want to encourage you, do what you know that what's in your heart. And uh, I've had to make those decisions. And, uh, um, you know, years ago I let someone go and uh, they, they began to just share their version of the story. And it cost me about 25 to 30 core giving families. And only one of those families came to me and said, Pastor, this is what they said, but what do you say? And, and, uh, and, and that stings. I could have gotten up and gotten defensive, but it would just look like I was defensive. And so, but here's the way I would put it. I would rather make the call I know to make, even if it's going to cost me something, yeah. um, than to live by the fear of people and and not have the ministry standard where I know it's supposed to be. And 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 that's worst case scenario usually. Yeah, that's the that's the extreme. But there's a whole other side of they just stay in it with you because they're loyal, but you know that they should move on. And then when you do let them go, man, they go right into what God called them to do. Exactly. Amazing thing. I mean, I since I've been here. How many times have you been like, hey, I got a phone call from this person. They're doing great, and they they just they yeah. They thank God that it actually didn't. Well, and a lot of times it it's it's a thing of it's not a fit or yeah. their position. It's not they're the wrong person and we're the right church. Or it's a different season. It's it's they a different there. age and phase and stage. And, yep. and so it's about making that call of saying, we're going to make a transition here. And I'm doing it for the best interest Both. of you because I don't feel like it's helping you and we'll do a whole nother session on this so guys uh let me wrap it up with this um courageous decision making let me give you uh six big ideas here um number one never allow fear to have a voice in the decision making process i was just i was just talking to someone recently and they said what do you think i should do and i said you realize the two points that you gave me of a and b are both fear oriented they're both fear driven i said what what is god saying um, which leads to number two, you have okay. to hear and know God's leading. Yep. And if you don't know, that's where you got to get on your face before God and say, Lord, I need a word from the Lord here. I need that knowing, that peace on the inside. And then uh, hopefully each of you have a multitude of counselors. Mike is a great uh, voice of wisdom and reason uh, it, for me and our staff and, and our church. But then I've got our board of directors and our eldership team that I can go to and say, I need to bounce this off of yeah. you. And uh, there are some times that I'm just not seeing it, that maybe fear has distracted me and others are can see it more clearly. 
Number four is what is best for the organization is not always best for you. That's that's you need to say that one again. (laughs) (laughs) What is best for the organization is not always best for me personally, the the pastor. (laughs) And so a lot of decisions that I make aren't in my best interest. It's not going to go good for me. It's not going to go better for me. It's going to make it more difficult. It's going to sting a little. Uh, But I have to make the decision that is best. to help the organization move forward. And then run as David did, run at the thing you fear the most. Number five, run at the thing you fear the most. And so I would ask you this question, what is it that you f- that you fear the most that is standing between you and your greatest victory? What is that? And I would tell you that every awkward, difficult decision I've made has turned out to more fruit, yeah. more finances, more people, and, and reaching out uh, and going beyond. And the last one is leadership is this. It's being willing to make the hard call because you know that victory is on the other side. That's good. And you're the leader because someone has to make the hard call. Yep. And it comes down to you. So what giant stands between you and your destiny? What is the tough call you know you need to make and have been putting off? And I would just encourage you to have courage. Have courage. And so I want to invite you to go to AcceleratePastors.com. We've got some of our previous sessions of our other conference, and uh, you can go there. And it's got all the information on our 2017 conference coming up in September here in Colorado Springs. And then uh, if you need some uh, uh, sermon tools, sermon resources, go to DeanHawk.com. And all of my resources, outlines, and all that good stuff are free. And... uh, uh, hope you guys will do that. Hey, share this with any friends that you think it could be helpful. Uh, share it on Facebook, however you want to do that. Text a friend, say, hey, check this out. And uh, we believe in you guys. Have a great uh, rest of the month, and we'll see you next month. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series, teaching outlines, and PowerPoint, visit deanhawk.com. For more information on our Accelerate Leadership Conference or to register, visit us at accelerate pastors.com dot com.